Well, good morning, folks. We greet you again in the precious name of Jesus. We're happy to be around God's Word here in our home once again to transmit a message to you from God's Word. We are blessed to know that this is Palm Sunday officially, just before Good Friday. But we want to come and take the consideration this morning that the Lord is God, and our God is the God who not was, but the God who is. And this morning as we look at that, we realize the time we've been going through together uh, individually in our own lives in this time of uh, being locked down, we realize together that this isolation experience brings things out in us that we need to take note of. And I'm sure uh, we've realized that it's a time of solemnity. What does solemnity mean? It's a time when we are alone. It's a time when we've concentrated. It's a time when we've been serious with ourselves and with God. And um, I think it's a time when we've been real with Him as well. Uh, somebody has said, it is impossible for God not to be. I don't know if you've experienced God in a new way in your own personal life during this time. The Bible says, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. He always is. God has never not been there. You might have felt that He has not presenced Himself. It reminds me of the story of uh, the little boy who went into an art gallery and uh, he was looking at all the paintings. And one realizes to that little boy that he said, so who did all this? And his mother said, well, the artists did it. And his question was, where are the artists? It doesn't, it doesn't mean to say because the artists are not present in the art gallery that God isn't present in the world that He made. God is. Amen? Amen? God will always be. And that is a comforting thought to us today. No matter where you are, no matter how far from home you are, no matter how isolated you've been, God is always present with us. In the book of Second Chronicles chapter 20, we've got the story of Jehoshaphat. He was king of Israel at that time. And the Moabites come against Israel. They're about to destroy them. They're a large army from Syria. And he goes into the temple of the Lord. There's only one thing he can do. In his fear, he prays. Many of us and many people today have feared what could become of us during this, this time of the virus. And just like him, what if it overcomes us? What if it destroys us? I want to remind you, God is. Amen? Amen. And I want to say to you this morning, Jehoshaphat, when he stood in the assembly of his people and in the temple, he prayed this, O Lord God, our fathers know you. Are you not the God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hands is there not power so mighty that no one is able to overcome you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel 
and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever. And he says in the 12th verse, Our God, will you not judge them? There are three questions here. And the first one is, as we experience with Jehoshaphat, a time of prayer, calling on the God who is. He, in his prayer, he points this out and he says, Are you not the God of heaven? When you and I pray, we should uh, get together in our own minds this wonderful thought that God is the God of creation, but He is more than His creation. He's greater than eternity. He is the eternal one. And He is in the heavens that He made. And He says, the heavens declare the glory of God. In other words, through that creation, we can see that God is present. Now, he's not in the trees. He's not in the plants. But he is the one who painted them. He's the one who made them. And I believe this morning, that is a visible expression of the invisible God. And so when we look together, we acknowledge him as God. And we pray together today. And we say, Lord, although we cannot see you, we can know you. Mm. Secondly, when we, we understand this, uh, it was the Lord Jesus who said of uh, himself here while he was on earth, I, I am the Lord God. That's what the Lord God says in the Old Testament. I am the Lord your God. So that's the first question. Are you not the God who is in heaven? Is he still in heaven? Yes, he is. Is he still listening to us? Yes, he is. In the sixth verse, we go down again and we notice there's a second question. Do you not sovereignly rule over the earth? Is, is God not in control? I think today, especially of those who find themselves without food for the next few days, I think especially of those who find themselves uh, not able to pray because they're in despair. Uh, and they might be saying to God, are you not in control of this? Maybe doubts and fears come into our lives because of it. But you, need, you and I understand one thing. God is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. Therefore, there's not any situation that He is not in control of. God does not need um, today to be taken uh, as the God who can't do anything. Is it impossible for God to do something? No. It is impossible to say today that God is not. Well, the reality of God's presence is that he demonstrates his power. He took the children of Israel out of, uh, out of Egypt. He took them across the Red Sea. He took them into the wilderness. He fed them manna. He fed them meat. And he led them. God is busy providing for you. God is busy leading you. As you pray and you seek his face. So this is the reality of God then. It gives me confidence to experience him in prayer every day. It's like the little girl said when she was asked the question, How do you know that God lives? And she replied, you ask me how I know he lives? 
He lives within my heart. The third question is, will you not judge our enemies? Does God know the end from the beginning? There's a final day that you and I cannot write the chapter on. It's the final chapter of your life. The day you and I stand before an almighty God. But the question is, will you not? God wills that you stand at the judgment seat before him one day. Either a saved Christian or an unbeliever. But what is his will that you be saved? What is his will for us today that we be saved and we be sanctified? We be set apart unto God. And Jehoshaphat says, will you not judge the world? Will you not bring it all to an end? Yes, you will. Now that's wonderful to think because that talks to us of our future. God is in control of our future. Now look at your life today. And you only see today. But God sees your future. And as you seek Him and know Him, He calls on you to trust Him for the future. Let me finish this morning by saying this to you. God's purpose is seen in God's actions. Have you seen God in action? Have you seen an answer to prayer? That's the Almighty. Have you seen an answer to provision? That's the Almighty. We as a church have seen God's mighty provision again for His work here in South Africa. And we bless the Lord for that evidence today. You see, the will of God won't lead you where the grace of God cannot keep you. Can you trust God with that? Through these next few days, we've got a few days to go. Let's believe that the will of God will lead us and the grace of God will keep us. God's greatest expression of himself is where? Yes, this Palm Sunday leads to Good Friday. But Good Friday will lead to the Resurrection Day. And that day leads to the Ascension Day. But after that, we look for the coming of Christ. Where did it all start? When God became man. Emmanuel, God with us in the incarnation. That's the greatest expression of the God who he is. He became man, but lived on the earth with us. And did all that he needed to do to save us in these days. You see, God was in the flesh. And what was he doing in the flesh? Reconciling the world unto himself. I invite you this morning to pray to God and to hear the answers that he has for your life. To believe God and to trust him afresh and to accept that in the incarnation God is personally, personally with us in Jesus Christ. How today? In the power and the person of the blessed Holy Spirit that fills your life and mine as we believe on Him. That to me is the wonderful part of this question. The God who is. He's not hidden. He's personally here showing Himself in our life. Let's be encouraged today. Let's take courage from the Word of God. Let's not spiritualize things about the world today and confuse ourselves. Let's just go back to God. The God who is, the God who always will be, the God 
who is eternal. Amen? Amen. Let's pray together. Our gracious God and Heavenly Father, we call on you as our Creator and bless you this morning as our living Lord and God. We thank you as our Saviour. You came to be with us. But most of all, you said, call unto me and I will answer thee. There's no greater expression of your love than in your Son, Jesus Christ. And we've called and we've experienced your great love this morning. I pray for each family in our congregation that you bless them. Bring healing, bring provision, bring assurance. Bring today, Lord, the peace that each one needs, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. You will save us. You will heal us. You will restore us. You will set us free. You'll focus our eyes not only on today, but on you and the great future that you have for us. We love you and trust you because, Lord, we believe that you are the God who is here always today. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord Almighty fill you with his spirit and bring to life all those things that you believe as you trust in the living God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.